and then became an entrepreneur some years ago. Started the company with Anita and Victor in, in 2015. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of the CFO, COO, you know, whatever it takes, <laughs> uh, kind of business role in the company. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, use these 15 minutes to, uh, Anita, you know, got a, a really bad throat, inf- uh, throat infection yesterday. So uh, I, I think she won't be joining us because her voice is like gone completely. So yeah. Um, yeah. So we won't wait for her. I just wanted to use this 15 minutes, this quick interview, you yeah. know, to uh, get a glimpse of who you are. I mean, I, I really like your CV. I think it's, you know, it's got a lot of the uh, other things, skills that, uh, that we're looking for. And um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, hear a little bit from you about um, your trajectory. And, you know, then separately, in a kind of short second half, uh, you know, get, uh, get to know a little bit better who you are, yeah. what motivates you, what makes you tick, and, you know, whether whether I'm persuaded that you would be a good cultural addition to the team. Yeah, sure. So, my name is Bing and I'm from Vietnam. And before coming to Oslo, I have about five years of experience in uh, creating and growing digital products in Vietnam. I founded a company named uh, WeFit. It's like a mobile application uh, connect uh, multiple uh, gym locations and finite classes to help customers work out more effectively and more efficiently. And then when the company became stable, I decided to go to France and take my, my study, my MBA in EDEC Business School. Uh, then I uh, did one of my internships in uh, Amadeus, the travel IT company. And uh, in the beginning of this year, I, uh, I have my friend uh, uh, with her company named uh, Stratagen. And uh, today, now I'm in Oslo and I'm taking the course, uh, uh, taking the master degree in BI, you know, in business school, in um, uh, business analytics. Yeah. Business analytics, right. Yeah. right. But listen, what, like how, like I was very impressed in your CV about the, uh, you know, the WeFit adventure, uh, you know, how you co-founded the company, you know, had a great uh, two-year run, 60 employees, you know, very serious revenues in 2007, I'm sorry, 2017. And then you decided to uh, move on to go and complete your education in France. What's 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 the uh, what's the deal there? What why why do you think that was a better alternative? Because it, it sounds as if things were going really great for you guys uh, back in seventeen eighty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it uh, it did go really well. Uh, but at that time, like I seem like uh, when my business became stable. Uh, I did think like because all of my experience was back then in Vietnam only. So at that time I just like look around to see how could I go out of Vietnam and to like to learn more from international perspective and also gain more international exposure. So that's my kind of my motivation to go out of Vietnam and to learn more about the war. Got it, got it. And listen, uh, you know, why France? I mean, I get that uh, Vietnam has strong kind of cultural ties with uh, with France. And, and, you know, it sounds like a, you know, reasonably obvious uh, move to make to go and study this MBA in a, in a good school in France. But, uh, yeah, how do you pick France? And, and, and more interestingly, how do you then move to Norway? Uh, yeah, it's a long story, but uh, I chose France just because uh, the, my school uh, has a very uh, nice program about entrepreneurship. And I rely about this topic. Uh, and also, it uh, it had a very good reputation in France, so that's why I chose France at this time. Uh, and uh, about Norway, uh, honestly, uh, that's because of my uh, my partner is already living and working here, so 
I just want oh. to move here and live with her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, those, those things that do happen. I was just interviewing a, a, a Dutch national the other day, very similar story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, significant other is path. Yeah, I think surprisingly, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people I, I met have the same story like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess mine has some similarities with that too. Like, I'm a Spaniard and uh, I'm married to a Spanish, uh, you know, to another Spaniard. And uh, initially I did follow her to, uh, to London uh, back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, London for us is like the obvious place to go, uh, you know, for a finance job specifically. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. And remains the financial capital of Europe. Um, cool. So tell me a little bit more about who you are. Like, what, what makes you tick? What, what do you like to do? Uh, so, for all my experience, and I really like to experiment things. So that's also why why I like startup. I like technology. I like how a company make the solution to solve a real problem in the world. And uh, that's. Uh, I, I, I didn't know about Aris.ai before, but when I read about the company, I read about how you guys are like, creating the solution for the researcher and scientists, help them work more efficiently. Uh, yeah, I really like the way, especially I, I was very impressed with uh, Anita, like the way how she showed her passion about the tool, how, about the research, research work. Uh, and that's why I, I want to join the team and also uh, uh, because I, I like most of the time I work in startup and work in marketing field and I like uh, how to I like to ex experiment thing to help company grow and gain traction uh, this uh, uh, say is a little bit different from uh, what I have done so far like on yeah. the consumer app but uh, I think it's startup it take and it it is solving a real problem in the world so I think that's that's all I, I, I like got it got it and uh and listen from from what you know I mean it's it's super hard and, and you know it's a very short interview like to screen candidates uh for a more in-depth one but like you know your intuition what does it tell you about the one thing that this company should do to grow its individual business model, what 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 comes to your mind as, you know, is it is it a large potential? Is it a niche focused potential? It's you know every single student in the world should use Iris AI. It's only going to you know talk to uh, you know uh, a, a small profile of students slash researchers that you know respond to X Y and Z characteristics. How do you think in a very big picture kind of way about uh, the challenge that we have to grow that business? I think uh, there are several difficulties you might have. First, uh, I guess, uh, because I'm from outside of the uh, research world, so I guess uh, this tool is very niche focused, very focused on a very specific type of customer. So that uh, might be a, a challenge thing. Uh, but uh, on the other side, it's a good thing because you, I mean, you know what you want to focus on. So uh, uh, it's like both pros and cons at the same time. Uh, and uh, uh, but in terms of AI, I guess uh, uh, it need data. So to make this tool more useful, uh, you are, you have to like create uh, uh, somehow to create a, a pool of data enough to teach the AI tool. So I guess that's the second challenge you are trying to solve at this moment. Uh, uh, and uh, I guess uh, that's uh, that's uh, 
make iris ai become more difficult if you want to uh, meet the, the individual customer like what you are trying to do right now like individual researcher or student at this moment uh, and uh, from what I, I I did a little bit research uh, before this interview uh, I I guess I think like most of the researcher tool like uh, the learning curve of this tool is it's a little bit stiff right so uh, a beginner might not easily use it uh, in the beginning so I think that's uh, the third one yeah and what 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 does that suggest you know in your mind in terms of opportunity or you know things that we could do to uh, flatten that that steep learning curve uh i guess uh uh training uh, is a good way to do and i already see that you are doing uh, many training at this moment like every month or every week right like audio webinar training for uh, at this moment and also uh, i one of my idea uh, when i came uh, to this uh, interview is that like there are many uh uh, recently, I happen to know a, a tool named Rome Research, so it's like kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. I love, I love Rome Research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know about that. So it's like uh, uh, a little bit hype about this, but uh, I think it's very, very famous in term in uh, research world. So uh, if um, Iris and Rome could somehow integrate. And then we can uh, like introduce because Rome research basically is very focused on researcher already. So if we can integrate with uh, Rome, uh, like we can be introduced to a specific audience already. And I think that's uh, a good way to uh, to hack to to grow Iris. In reality, I think it really depends on the technology, uh, the resource you have, and also from our Rome side, like. Are you allowed to integrate between these two? But uh, I think it's uh, it's a good way for us to grow uh, to a specific audience. I love the idea. I think it's a really smart one. Thanks a lot. Uh, listen, uh, last question from me. Sorry, I'm not sure I know how to pronounce your name. Is Bing? Yeah, yeah, okay? Bing. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Bing or Bean is okay. <laughs> So listen, I mean, Oslo, I mean, I know because I've spent, you know, I, you know, I mean, we're a very distributed company. We got a, a U.S. Uh, kind of holding company at the top. We have a, you know, the Norwegian fundamental operating company. We have a development company in Bulgaria. We have another, you know, research company in, in Finland. You know, we try to be opportunistic about our group structure to leverage as many kind of resource attraction opportunities as we can. Um, but uh, I mean, that's a long intro to say that I've spent, you know, a fair amount of time in, in Norway. Uh, and you know it's a, it's a, it's an expensive country, right? It's it's, it's yeah. not. I mean, maybe not maybe not Switzerland, but like it's it's expensive, certainly for, by you know for Madrid or Southern European standards. What? Yeah, could you uh, help me think a little bit about your, you know, your remuneration uh, scheme? Like like what what would make you feel com you know comfortable in terms of a financial offer from us? You know, ballpark speaking, to because uh, you know we are kind of we have three recruiting processes open right now, and, and we need to juggle the three. Uh, you know, to see where do we, you know, assign more budget, less budget. So it would help me enormously if you gave me some ballpark estimates about what remuneration would you feel, you know, meets your, your, uh, your aspirations uh, short term. Uh, so for me, uh, uh, at this moment, because like you know, I'm from outside of EU, so 
in order to stay uh, in in Norway as a worker, I I think uh, I need to have at least like my minimum salary to apply for a resident permit here. So I guess it's about like four hundred uh, knock uh, or a little bit higher. Yeah. see that you are having another project name Ayu 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 yeah Ayu Ayu difficult to pronounce I don't unless you are a fan of uh, Starcraft which is where the name originates from the video game where, yeah, a lot of our you know tech team is kind of completely nuts about Starcraft <laughs> so you know Ayu makes sense to them it doesn't make sense to anybody else in the world but yeah yeah it's, it, yeah it's a little bit hard to pronounce but uh, how is it going I mean because uh, I saw that uh, it's also very impressive project, but uh, yeah. how is it going right now? We, we, we were late to hit the window where you know, we would have founded it with a, with a crypto um, coin uh, issue. Uh, we, we focused on that a lot in, in 2018, and you know, we had some really tragic personal circumstances in the team. You know, uh, you know, without getting into the specifics, there was, you know, there was a death involved, and it just created a, a, a huge amount of disruption, and you know, we missed the window where those things were being funded by, by the crowd, uh, you know, with the issues of new coin, you know, new coin offerings and stuff. So, um, so the, the, we feel like the rug was pulled from under our feet after you know, 12 months of really hard work to open that up as a way to get, you know, substantial funding by passing the otherwise very problematic European venture capital scene. You know, we missed the window by a couple of months. So, you know, it's still very much uh, part of our long-term roadmap. We believe that knowledge validation in a way that is decentralized and where people can challenge that and the incentives are right for someone to want to invest time in validating knowledge in this open common platform yeah. it's a fundamental building block of, of building an ai science assistant uh, that you know that meets our ambition but right now it's not the part of the company activities that are that is drawing the resources into the company so we're kind of waiting for better times to come to tap into that again uh, wow. right now we're more Focus on the on the uh, tools for uh, corporate R&D department and for academic institutions. Uh, kind of we're more boring and traditional in that way. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know we're obsessed about that idea of um, a decentralized you know crypto platform as the way in which the world decides that something is true or not true or you know sufficiently validated or insufficiently validated. And you know tactically, when we have a chance, we'll go back to that. But right now, it's on hold. Ah, I see. I see. Any, any other questions? Uh, just uh, a little bit of my quest. So, how you guys are like organize your team at this moment? Because you just mentioned like you are from everywhere in the world. <laughs> not, not quite everywhere in the world, but like everywhere in the uh, in Europe in the and US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, in the, in the US right now, we, we you know we've had people in the past. We don't we don't have anybody right now. We're a team of twenty, growing to uh, 22, 23 the coming month, couple of months, and uh, we've attracted 4.2 million in funding to date. 
and um, and you know we we've been committed to operating fully distributed from day one. So for us, this COVID nineteen disruption hasn't really, I mean, it's really hurt us in that we have to postpone the kind of you know bi-monthly get-togethers that we used to have. So that's you know that's that's a big. I mean, although we believe very much in the uh, distributed work structure as a successful way to structure work. Um, we also want to complement it with, you know, every now and then physical reunions of the whole team to kind of create those, those you know, good team bonds. Uh, that has to go with the COVID-19 situation. But like, um, you know, we leave many hours a day on Zoom and Hangout and, and, and whatnot. You know, I have an average, you know, three to four internal uh, calls every day. And we're super good at, at using the digital tools to uh, be as productive and effective as possible. Mm. Whilst, you know, I'm in Madrid, you know, we have people in Odessa, we got people in Vienna, in Paris, in, uh, in, in Helsinki, and, you know, mm. in many, many cities. Like, out of the uh, 20 employees, I think, you know, with the exception of Bulgaria, where we do have a, a development office, and most of our backend engineers are kind of bunched up in that. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think we're quite successful pioneers of how a company can grow at least to this size right yeah i'm not sure when you know for the next phase to you know 100 yeah i don't know maybe you know the cracks will show at some point but right now i think we're we're not any we're, we're not less efficient or productive than any company that oh. has everybody on the same headquarters i'm, I'm pretty persuaded that that's yeah. not the case because we get a tremendous amount of work done every week um the way we work oh that's impressive yeah yeah, I mean, it's challenging. I mean, you swap one bunch of uh, challenges for another bunch of challenges, but like, you know, the amount of time that you save with the uh, commuting, the logic, you know, the moving around, the, uh, it's, people are super mindful of like being as productive as possible to then be able to get on with their other interests in the rest of their day. So, you know, it, to me, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the model because it also allows for, you know, people that have all ties, like, you know, you talked about your, partner in, uh, in, in Oslo, you know, I have my wife working on, like, it'd be super difficult to get people to agree to one location as the right location for everyone to relocate, given all the yeah. kind of personal and familiar yeah. uh, family circumstances. This way you can, and that's super good. Yeah. All right, Bin, I have to move on, but uh, I'm going nowhere, so if you have any other questions, do not hesitate to draw me a line. I'll uh, touch base with Anita tomorrow morning on, you know, as we gather notes from the various interviews. And, uh, and yeah, and we'll let you know pretty quickly where we stand in terms of uh, whether you're the right person for, uh, for this position. We, uh, yeah. It's important for us that we get it right. And, uh, and, you know, I think you have a lot of qualifications. But, yeah, let me uh, confer with her and, and get back to you in the next couple of days to uh, let you know where you stand in the process. Yeah, thank you very much. Fantastic. Yeah. Very nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.